Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now let's dig in. I promised you a part two to the video dedicated to the information that we can glean from the 60 heavily redacted warrants that were released in the case against suspect Brian Koberger, who stands accused of harming Kaylee Gonsalves, Madison Mogan, Zena Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin. So let's get right into it and cover the remaining warrants and see what they can tell us about the investigation. One of the warrants, dated November 20th, 2022, was for Kaylee Gonsalves' Reddit data. It asked for all information associated with her mobile phone number ending in 4818. Specifically, the warrant asked for basic subscriber information, Reddit username and identity, email address and phone number, all Reddit user communications, public posts, comments, votes, all private and non-private messages, and more. On December 1st, the cops asked for data about Kaylee's Yahoo account. Then, on December 5th, they obtained a warrant for her Google data, and on December 12th, they asked for decrypted access to her cloud data from a company called Extreme Networks. As I was looking at this warrant, I will admit that I felt perhaps Kaylee was the person that alleged suspect Brian Koberger was primarily tracking. And it turns out I'm not the only one. Criminal profiler and psychotherapist John Kelly said this to reporter Michael Ruiz of Fox News Digital. And he said this about all the Warrens and Kaylee. And I quote, With Kaylee, I think that somehow he was tracking her. And I don't think it's a coincidence Kaylee hadn't been living there. So now the weekend that Kaylee comes back is the weekend that this guy hits. End quote. My God, <laughs> hearing Kelly say that is like a huge smack to the head. Of course. Why would this thing go down on the one weekend when Kaylee came back from her family home in Coeur d'Alene? It's definitely a possibility that Koberger was tracking her movements, and not just in Moscow, Idaho, but also in Coeur d'Alene. I know a lot of people feel Madison Mogan is the young female who was targeted, but in my gut, I've always felt it was Kaylee. And one of my reasons for that is the photo that was floating around either on Reddit or 4chan of what looked to be Kaylee from the back wearing only her bra. I could be wrong, but that's what my gut says. And I've always felt that that photo was taken by someone tracking her and likely from the perspective of that tree line at the rear of the off-campus house. We know that Kaylee was set to graduate, and she was getting ready to move to Austin, Texas, 
For her new job, she had traveled two hours back to Moscow on Friday, November 12th, partially to attend a party and partially to show her best friend, Maddie, her new Range Rover. And on that same Friday, Kaylee was posting to her social media, including her Instagram, and her posts made it clear that she was back in Moscow. If Koberger was tracking her movements via her social media, he would have known she was back in town. We know that part of the thrill of these crimes, at least for serialists, which Koberger may or may not be, is the tracking of victims. We also know that Koberger had been to the area around the girl's house at least 12 times before. It seems likely that if he is the guilty party, then he would have been keeping a close eye on the object of his obsession. Warrants were also delivered to a company called Meta Platforms, Inc., which owns Facebook and Instagram. The cops were asking for records from between August 1st of 2022 and November 20th of 2022, so up until seven days after the crime. And the first of the warrants for this company was for all records of Ethan Chapin's Instagram account. The next warrant was for information related to Madison Mogan's Facebook from August 1st of 2022 to November 19th of 2022. The next warrant was for Ethan Chapin's Facebook records for those same dates. The next warrant was for Zana Kernodo's Instagram and Facebook records for the same dates. And the next warrant was for the Facebook accounts of all four of the deceased students, Madison, Kaylee, Ethan, and Zana. And the records were specifically for August 1st through November 19th of 2022. This one asked for information about Facebook pages that the account is or was a fan of and all past and present lists of friends. This one seems to be asking for any and all information related to anyone who mentioned or interacted with any of the four students. And still there was another warrant asking for all data related to the Facebook accounts of Kaylee Gonsalves for the period of August 1st through November 19th. It seems crazy that they had to write so many warrants for the same company, but I guess that's the way it's done. On November 29th, the cops obtained a sweeping warrant for Kaylee's Tinder activity from January 1st of 2021 through the present time. They asked specifically for records including all subscriber data, conversation history, photos, and videos for both Kaylee and anyone with a Tinder account who communicated with her. The results from that warrant came in about a week later on December 5th, and this seems to have prompted the cops to seek additional warrants, including one for Madison's Tinder data in that same time frame, and another warrant for 19 redacted usernames for the entire month of November 
2022. Tinder returned that information on December 7th. On December 7th was the same day the police publicly asked for any information related to a white Hyundai Elantra. On December 22nd, the cops asked for a warrant for Tinder for another 20 redacted names for the period between March 1st, 2021 and March 31st, 2021. Now that seems strange. What could have been going on in March of 2021? Could this involve Koberger? And if so, was he communicating with one of the girls before he moved to Washington State to begin his doctorate program? Now, as all of these warrants were being obtained and delivered, detectives were secretly following Koberger and his father on their drive from WSU back to his family home in Pennsylvania. After Koberger's arrest on December 30th, the cops obtained a search warrant for his Tinder data starting in June of 2022 until the current date. On that same day, they obtained a warrant for his Yik Yak. In case you don't know, this is an app that allows users to anonymously post and comment on local boards within a five-mile radius, and apparently it's very popular on college campuses. Users can downvote and upvote comments to increase or decrease the comments' visibility on the app. If a post receives five downvotes, it's automatically removed from the posting board. Police also got a search warrant seeking UPS truck surveillance video from November 6th through 14th. Now, I'm wondering if they are looking for a delivery, possibly going to Koberger's address, maybe a delivery of a certain sharp object. I don't know. I'm purely speculating. They also got a search warrant for a Dropbox account. There was another warrant for Match Group LLC, which owns Tinder, and this one was issued on January 26th of 2023. So this is a very recent warrant, and it was requesting information about Brian Koberger's subscription, conversation history, and any photos and videos belonging to account holders who communicated with him. I'm getting the feeling that there may be a Tinder connection between Koberger and one of the girls living in that house. And I'm thinking it's going to likely be Kaylee, but it could also be Madison. There was also a search warrant for the Moscow Police Department's computer forensic lab, and the description of the property said a Seagate 2TB external USB drive, Brian Koberger's phone data, and they're also looking for any information suggesting or related to violence, a fight, or motive slash hostility for any of the same, and the names of the four slain students were cited. There was also a search warrant for PayPal and Venmo, 
and all of the four students' names were on this one, and in the warrant, the police are requesting financial information related to Ethan, Zana, Maddie, and Kaylee's PayPal and Venmo accounts. So all transactions, all signature cards, all monthly accounts, all evidence of cash transactions, etc. Perhaps the police want to see if there were any unusual transactions. We know that Ethan Chapin sent a Venmo on the night slash morning of the crime that seemed suspicious back when the crime first occurred. Next comes a search warrant for Snap Inc., which owns Snapchat. They were looking for information related to the Snapchat account of Madison Mogan. All snaps, stories, chats, all location data for each Snapchat user, all user content, and more between August 1st and November 19th. So it looks like the authorities maybe want to see if Koberger was communicating with Mogan during that period. Then there was another separate warrant for the Snapchat accounts of Ethan, Zana, and Kaylee, and the warrant requested all the same information for them. There was also a search warrant for Walmart, and it was asking for a K-Bar, full-size, USMC, straight-edge object, and a model number KA1217S sheath, which has the word fighting in its name, meaning it's a sheath for a K-Bar fighting sharp-edged object. We know from other warrants that the cops are hoping to find out if and where suspect Brian Koberger got the K-Bar that fits into the leather sheath that was found at the crime scene on Madison Mogan's bed near her body. Koberger's DNA was on that sheath. (sighs) Okay, so that's the last of the search warrant information. Hope you found it interesting and helpful. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Hey, do me a favor, smash that like button, subscribe to my channel, leave me a comment, consider a membership, and I'll see you next time.